Okay, this is for the Maimon, the Hisophis, and Daf Kuf Chesamid Beis for Parshish Yisro. It begins with a question that we want to understand, mentioned before, based on the Pasuk that says in the third month, the Jewish people left Mitzrayim, that the root and the source of the mitzvah of Torah study seemingly is odd. Why is it necessary to enunciate the words of Torah? Uh, why can't we just study Torah, which is to understand it? and understand the instructions and so forth. Uh, why is it required that we actually enunciate it? For example, if a person had an edict from the king, it's not obligated to enunciate it, to read it verbally. He can simply study it and understand it. And if you heard someone else read it, that itself would be sufficient to know what it is that the king wants. Why is it specifically that there is a mitzvah to verbally enunciate the words of Torah so many times? However, the concept is innately that it says in every chapter, Vayidaber Hashem, and Hashem spoke, lay more that it should be repeated. And as we explained earlier, that this is the word of Hashem, which must be spoken out in the mouth itself. That it's not enough that the person uh, uh, verbalize it, but it's as if he's saying it in response, word for word. So too, when we re-read out loud the words which were already written. This evokes a characteristic of total bittel, a bittel ba'atzmas, because we are simply responding. And when we have that level, we reach that level called keser. Remember, keser, which is the crown that sits on top of the head, so it's higher even than any characteristic of intellect, which is what enabled us to receive the Torah on Shavuos, as is explained, the point being. That all the days of Sphira from leaving Mitzrayim, obviously, until Shavuos, are only representative of the refinement of the seven Midas, the seven weeks, the seven Midas, that we had to detach ourselves from that Egyptian experience and elevate ourselves to Hashem. And this is why the Torah requires us for seven weeks to read to, and to count uh, the Sphira. Because in the Midas, there is the opportunity for abduction of the Midas. That is, they can be distorted. For example, Avram was chesed, but he had a son, Yishmael, who was lust, who manipulated the characteristic of chesed. Like we say, the head of Esav is in the lap of Yitzchak. Yitzchak was Gevura of Kedusha, and Esav was uh, Gevura of Harshness. And this was the whole initial uh, circumstance when we were in Mitzrayim. But when we came to Shavuos, and now it became the crown to those seven Midas. What does this mean? The crown, as we know, is higher than anything that can be captured through the specifics of the characteristics and still yet be called ayin, literal non-existence. Like it says, chachma comes from ayin, something above it. The chachma that comes from kasser is also called ayin. But the truest characteristic, the depth of the concept of ayin is kasser. And the Chachma is not an Ayin Mamish. And that's why it says in the Zayar in so many places that the light of Kasser is the light of unsophisticated, sort of stripped down, basic level of Rachmim. There's no Gevura at all. Whereas in Chachma, there can be Gevura because sometimes the intellect directs you to be restrictive. Like it's called the Gevura of Abba. And the reason being that the quality of Kasser is the link between the teacher and the recipients, the matzil and the netzalim, the emanator and the emanated. And that there is a quality of our insight that is detached completely from anything of a shtalshlis, even of the four worlds. 
like it says, I am Hashem, I do not change. So that's unaffected even by a lofty level like Atzilas. And all the days of Svira, the objective is that we should refine the seven Midas through drawing down this level of Moichin in a manner that it penetrates it. Then come Shvuis, where we draw down from a broader sense of Keser, the Makif, the sort of cultural innate characteristic of Keser. Which is Ayin Mamish. That is the time of receiving the Torah through speech, like it says in the giving before the Aseris Adibres, that Hashem spoke lay more, that it should be responsive reading. Uh, that by the Aseris Adibres, it says lay more, that which was said before. And this is that quality of Kasser that is called speech, because speech itself is a quality of Malchus. It's expressive, like a Melech expresses the instructions. But the open mem, the mem sucha in the word midbar, which uh, suggests that it is the director of the speech, that is rooted in kesser. What provokes the speech comes from kesser, which is a total bittel that is simply lamor to respond. And this is why it says and you, that your words are very comely from shir ashir, like we said earlier, because the, the expression is rooted in the very essence. A person's identity, a person's essential feeling is expressed through his words. And this is how it was by Matan Torah, that it says, Hashem, lay that the speech that is said now to the Jewish people embeds within them this characteristic of bittel for all generations, because whenever those words were spoken, their neshamas left their bodies. And that's why they received two crowns at this time, one for Nasa and one for Nishma. Next paragraph, Oi Space. However, in order to understand why Torah is called both Oi, strength, and it's also called Toshia. Now, Toshia can mean suggestion, advice, and so on. It also can mean to weaken. Also, to understand why it is called Shalom in the higher levels. That is, explained earlier that there is the origin and the root that allows the Chitzenim, that is, the antagonists, to hijack Torah and hijack the Midas, like Avram, whose Midah of Chesed was distracted and distorted by Yishmael. And this is what we explained earlier, that when it says that the Kayach of the Nepashel becomes weakened because it is siphoned off by the Chitzenim, uh, by these less than uh, God-centered objectives. However, in order to push away this uh, opportunity for hijacking is in two ways. One is through the Svitas, and the other is through radiating the light of Kesar, which is that all-inclusive quality of Makif that can push away the Chitzenim. You know, when the teacher walks in, all the students behave. Because Kesar is from the term Kares, to cut off, because it cuts off the opportunity for the chitzenim to hijack this spiritual energy. Like it says, all of your enemies will be cut off. The reason being, because the the light of Kesar is beyond anything that can be divided up into Midas. And therefore, there is no opportunity there for the chitzenim to hijack it. Because Torah was given from such a lofty level of Kesar, like it says, Anoichi Hashem Lekecha. Who is Anoichi? I am Hashem, is the very essence of Hashem. And that's why Torah is also called a weakener, because it weakens the opportunity, opportunists from siphoning Kedusha off. And also, we understand that it's called Oiz, on the top left hand column of the Afkutas, because it gives strength to the Neshama, that it should not be tripped up. In Averis. 
and there should be no opportunity for it to be distorted by these opportunists who try to steal away from the remnants of the Midas, because the quality of Kesar is higher than the quality of Midas, and therefore it has the capacity to elevate the Midas to where they are protected from this uh, attempt at siphoning them off. And that's why it says that Hashem has granted strength to his people, referring to the Torah. And this is why in Torah there are two apparent opposites. On the one hand, it strengthens. On the other hand, it weakens. It's a strength to the Yidden, and it's a weakening to the nations. And that's why it is called Sinai, because it is a homophone for the word Sina, hatred of the nations of the world who wish to hijack the Jewish people. They, we become unassailable through the strength of Torah. Now, we know that the quality of Kesar is called this bridge between the very essence of the expressor, the matzil, to the recipients, like we mentioned earlier. And we know that every middle ground must have a little bit of the two opposites that it is joining together. So Kesser has the quality of atzmis, of the very essence of Hashem. And it also has the, the beginnings, the root, the budding of the recipients, the netzolim. That it adjoins, and again, this is what uh, a bridge does, it joins together the giver and the recipient. Based on this, through the quality of Kesar specifically, we are able to draw out this divine light from the essence of the giver to the recipient. And that's why every bracha is the quality of Kesar. Like we know, the objective of every bracha, when we say Baruch Atah, that this is Hashem granting strength to His people. Hashem blesses His people with Shalom. And this is all a reference for Torah. It's called strength, it's called Shalom, because the idea of Shalom is that it brings together two opposites. Like we know that Torah, since it comes from the Kesar of Hashem, it attaches and knots the, the light that comes from Atzmas, again, from the Matzil to the recipients in Etzolim. And this is the idea of Sholem in the loftiest of uh, realms, that is, the quality of Atzilis, where it is still joined with the giver, the Matzil, with Hashem himself. Like we know that Hashem and his life force and all that he causes existence, it's all recognizing Hashem at that lofty level of Atzilis. What then is the objective of Shalom? That it brings together the higher and the lower. It brings it down here into this world through the quality of Malchus, the expression of Atzilis, that then becomes the Kesar of Bria. As we know, that this Mida is the connection that knots together the light of Atzilis into Bria, that just like Kesar joins the giver to the recipient, like we know that in Bria, Yitzir and Asiya, they are called worlds of separation where they don't immediately recognize Hashem, whereas in Atzilis, Hashem and all that he causes to be are aware of each other. Like we mentioned earlier, this throne up above, since it is rooted the beginning in the end, that is the Kesar of Malchus. Therefore, Torah is called the abundance of peace to its children. And like we say, don't only read that these are the two sholoms that it brings about. One is in the Kesar that it joins together Atzilis. And the second is from the term to, to connect Atzilis into Bria, that it should be brought down to, to that level, the quality of Vithal, that is the antithesis of its nature. Bia is, is um, characterized by individuality. Atzilus is characterized by unity, and the Kesser brings the unity, the absolute awareness of Hashem, into an arena of Biyah that is not naturally predisposed that way.
Like it says that the hosts of heavens, to you they bow down. And it says, if you will be strong with my Torah, which is called strength, I will grant peace for you. There will be peace for you, peace in the multiple forms. That is, Hashem will bless his people with peace. That is, the two types of peace, bisholim. That is the shalom ha'elyayim in the chambers up above, and the shalom ha'tachten in the chambers below, through biyah, as we mentioned. Now we understand this idea of the two crowns that the Jewish people received at Har Sinai. Like it says, that the Jewish people stripped themselves of their uh, jewelry. Like we explained, that this is the nasa and the nishma. That it should be through the speech of the ten Aseris Hadibres, which is the Malchus, the expression of Atsilas, like it says, and the root of this speech was a quality that is Kesser, Kesser, which sources the speech, that is, Kesser is the most attached in speech, the most connected to the world, that is, from the word Midaber, that are for each word. Of the ten dibrais of the Aseris Hadibrais, the Neshamas left their bodies. That is, they received these two ksorin, these two kessers. That is, the kesser of the level of Atsilis, the way it is a bridge between the giver Hashem and the recipient us, and also the kesser of Bria, that it became or it received the Malchus, the expressive characteristic of Atsilis, which is the bridge between Atsilis and Bria. And these are what it means with bisholim, the two sholims, that is nasa and nishma, the two crowns, nasa uh, with a crown and, and nishma in malchus, as explained. And this is also the origin of the idea of the rebirth of the moon, that it is only on Rosh Chodesh, a small dot that the moon is the quality of Malchus of Atzilus, as we know, that the Levana down here conceals any light at the end of the month. It's dark because it's completely dominated by the sun, and it has no light of the sun, of its own. We're on now Kuf Tesamad Beis. And its top part radiates only from the sun, but its bottom part is completely dark, as we know, this is how it is in Malchus of Atzilus, that when it's brought up to the level of Atzilus, it is subsumed in the lights of Zah, which are called the sun. It has no light of its own. And when it's underneath the level of Yusayid, this is the idea of the Meilid, of the rebirth of the moon down here. And this point of the moon has no division into the ten spheres because it's only one tiny dot. It's a level of total bittal. Like the moon is in total bittal to the sun. Like we spoke about before, the concept of Dibor, which again is a form of bittal because it is expressive only, like repeating uh, after a leader. Then what happens? The light starts to become expanded until the middle of the month when the moon is full. And now it, it produces or it reflects a lot of light. And this is the idea of building up the nukva of the esosphiris, the proper reflection in the ten spheres through the through this combination. Now, on Kiddush Levana, we know, which we do after seven days into the month. Why? Because once seven days have passed, that means that the seven spheres, chesed and so on, on the first day, then gvura, etc. And now it's appropriate that we have the full complement of the seven spheres that we can sanctify the month because we have already received it from the seven midas of Zeir Anki. 
like it's explained in the Yitzchayim, and from the middle of the month, the 15th, the moon starts to become smaller or reflective of less light, because again, now it's going back up to the level of Atsilis to receive from the light of the sun. So the less you can see the moon, count classic point in Chassidus, the less obvious it is, the more spiritual it is. And as it receives from the light of the sun, it becomes subsumed within the, the light source of the sun. Like we say, while it is absorbing, it cannot express. So the moon is absorbing the sun light, and therefore it's not expressing any light. And from this, we understand the concept that we said before about studying Torah, that it has to be done with bittal. That is, it has to be like a responsive reading. You're just repeating after a leader. This is complementary to the surrender of the bittal of the light of the moon to the light of the sun, while it is just that tiny dot. And then it comes to have an effect that the person feels a sense of love that is called the light that radiates in an expression through the Shema Yisrael and the Ahavta. Next paragraph. Now we understand that it says on the third month when the Yidin left Mitzrayim, they came into the wilderness of Sinai, the third month, it was a reference to Rosh Chodesh Sivan, the time of the rebirth of the moon that this was the third day of the week, uh, of the seventh week. And the idea being that it says for seven weeks you should count in order to receive Torah, the Sphere Soimer, and then on Shavuos it says that these seven weeks, which are 49 days, 49 being the 49 levels of understanding, that are drawn down into Zah. Like we know, the concept of the objective of the Svidus, and from Zah, it's brought down to Malchus, which is Shemban. As we know, the intent of the word Le'oimer, that is, that since it is the birth of the moon, because it was Rosh Chodesh, it was the beginning of the radiance of this level from Zah, like we said before regarding the idea of Kiddush Lavana, that is Dafka on the seventh day of the month, because then you already have seven spheres of Zah, so too in the idea of the sphere of the seven months. You complete all of them, Shachas of Zeir, Anpin, and Malchus, from the level of the Memtes Sharibina. However, when you have the three days into the week of the seventh week, you already have the general idea of the 49 gates, because you have the third day, which is the third characteristic, Tiferes, Chesigvur Tiferes, the third of the spheres of Malchus. Like we know that the seventh week is the week of Malchus. You know, each week between Pesach and Shavuos, we dedicate to another Svira. And it has already been established that this quality of Tiferes includes Chesed and Gevura. And it has all three of these pathways in Malchus, the three Kavim, that are drawn down and specified. If so, once you have the third day of the seventh week, it's as if you have the whole full week, all seven Sviris of this week. And once you have all seven spheres of the week, you can radiate all 49 gates of Bina. And that's why on Shavuos it radiates from the 50th, which is the level of Keser in general. And this is what it says in the third month. Dafka, which is Rosh Chodesh Sivan, the third day of the week of week seven, they arrived in Sinai to receive the Torah, which is also the idea of the expression of the Keser that is brought out on Shavuos. Bottom right-hand last paragraph. Now, based on this understanding that Reformer Shredesh, Sivan, and forward, we have a preparation for Torah like the three days that they had to prepare themselves because all of these days are in the mode of receiving from Keser. And the idea being that Keser is, as we explained before, higher than the Midas. 
There is no opportunity for the chitzoinim, for the hijackers, for to siphon off Kedusha. And the idea of the Sphira is to uh, pick away the evil of the seven Midas from below to above. But then you have that quality of Keser that pushes away the uh, Chitzenim completely. And therefore we say on the third month they came into the wilderness of Sinai, that it came down this hatred to the Umas Oilam, that they should not be able to hijack away, even through like the hairs and the fingernails. It is even any subtlety. And that's why there was total freedom, freedom from any opportunity for the chitzenim to siphon off Kedusha. And the radiance of the seven spheres of Malchus were on the top left-hand column. Was from the level of Keser, which is a total bitol, which again is called Midbar. And therefore, there is no authority or dominance or opportunity for the chitzenim. However, during the Sviris, until that point, you do, like Avram, again, who was chesed, and he had a son Yishmol, who was lust, which was a hijack of the Kedusha of chesed, to make it a klipa of chesed. That they came into Midbar Sinai, and they went away from Rafidim, they came away from that place where they were weak, and they could not protect themselves from being uh, stolen. Because now, in Midbar Sinai, there is no shlita to the chitzen, there is no authority. And this is what it means when it says, I am Hashem, your God, who took you out of the land of Mitzrayim. That is, Mitzrayim is Metzer Yam, in the level of Tzimtzum of Malchus, which is called the Yam, because it conceals, just like the sea conceals all that is beneath it. Until, as it says, the feet reach all the way down to give life even to the 70 officers of the nations, which they are called other gods or the other side of Hashem. That is that they receive from the other side of Hashem, not from Kedusha, because there are 120 ways that you can rearrange the letters of Elohim and 72 ways that you can rearrange the level in Kedusha and 48 that you rearrange and gives an opportunity for the mockers to steal away there to support their ideas. And this is what it says, uh, that they were on the soil of B'nai Cham, for Cham being 48, that it was the Melech Elohim al-Goyim, because Elohim, that is dominant over the Goyim, is the quality of Cham, Memchas 48, the 48 different inappropriate or negative ways that you can reconfigure the name Elohim. And through this, it adds a constant opportunity for stealing away from the chitzen, like we know regarding and chitzen, like it says that Hashem comes amongst the nations, and it says, wake up, wake up, until to the very essence of it, that it receives from the psalis, the leftovers of the uh, filthy waters in the yesoid of Nukva. And these are the 49 gates of impurity of Mitzrayim. Now, to this we have a, the explanation of why the Anshe Yericha, the men of Yericha, used to repeat the Shema, but not say Baruch Shenkvayn Mechusulam Void, which is a Malchus level, because through this elevation that they elevated even to the level of the Elohim Acherim that they received from the 48 uh, negative con- uh, computations out of the name Elohim. But in Yehudi Law, that is in such a lofty, absolute unity with Hashem, where the first Pasik is the idea of Zah that is higher than. Uh, the eight Sadas, where there's no opportunity for hijacking, and the Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim is this level of Malchus, where it comes out of this constraint, out of this symptom, where it is compressed in Biyah. Like it says, who will come out of this wilderness? And there is two levels. One is the Sarusa de Lasata during the days of Spirit, 
And the other is the radiance of Kesser that comes from above to below on Shavuos, which pushes away. So we refine ourselves and don't allow the negative connotations to steal away Kedusha. And Hashem reveals himself and it pushes it away. This is called Torah, is called strength, strength for us, and Toshia weakening the antagonist because the all-encompassing light of Yechida pushes them away. Because Kesser, again, as we said, is the term kares, which means to cut off. Like it says, all of your enemies are cut away. And this is what it means, that I am Hashem who took you out of Mitzrayim. That is I, this quality of Kesser that completely nullified anything that is beyond any division of the Svidas. Like on Rosh Sivan, that it became this level of Malchus, like that tiny dot of the moon, which sits under the level of Yisoyed. Remember Yisoyed being the last of the internal Midas. And this is what it means, Lamor, just respond to what I say, that it's a total bittel. And for this reason, there is no opportunity for the Chitzenim, because we're only responding to Hashem. And through this revelation of Kesser, we elevate the level of Malchus from Biyah, from all of the Tzimtzumim, and also from the Tzimtzumim, even of Elohim HaKerim, like we said before, that the sound of Hashem radiated throughout the wilderness, that is even the physical wilderness, where there is filled with snakes and scorpions and so forth. The, th- the three complete Gimel Klipas Timaeus all of them, all of that, uh, Toma was pushed away when the divinity of godliness was revealed, the level of Anoichi Misha So Anoichi is what takes us out of Mitzrayim, when it completely negates any opportunity for Klippa to steal away Kedusha. Like it says, I will go down with you and I will bring you up. It all is a reference to the level of Kesser that went down into Galus Mitzrayim, into the 49 levels of Klippa, and then brought them up. Last paragraph, and from all this we understand why Shavuos is only one day, in contrast to Pesach and Sukkot, which are, of course, seven days. Because Shavuos, which is the time of receiving the Torah, the level of Kesar, which is a level of Yechida that is higher than anything we can divide up into Midas, the seven days, the seven Midas, and so on, like the new more moon, which is one Nakuda, but Pesach and Sukkot, which are built through the Zun, the Pirtzuf, that is the combination, the seven spheres with the Meichen Panimi and the Makif on Pesach and the Makif on Sukkot, like we know. And there is also the root of the opportunity that it can be taken away through uh, the hijacking of the Chitzenim, like Avram again, who had a son who abused his father's quality of chesed. And that's why they had to bring 70 bulls on Sukkot, because they had to offset the 70 nations who receive. Uh, inappropriately, so to speak, from the Zion Midas of Kedusha, but on Shavuos, which is the level of Kesser, there is no division into seven Midas. It's like a circle. There's no top or bottom, beginning or end. And this is why a Kesser is called a Koteris. It surrounds and, and equalizes from every side, from above and to below, light and dark. And therefore, it's only one day. And now we understand the idea of why mitzvah of Torah study is that it should be enunciated. That you have to say what's already been said, because speech is this, is linked to your choice. You can decide if you want to speak or you don't want to speak. And the origin of that comes from the quality of kesa, that is uh, the, the producer of the Zion Midas through investing itself in the Ratzah. Dibor, that's, that's involuntarily, but you just have to repeat what has been said. This is that idea of Nasev and Ishma. We just say it. And this reaches to a more profound level of kesser. That is an absolute 
the Rotten Apashat of Hashem, which is called the depth of the depth, which is Kabbalah Satera through the Gagalusa of Avramavina that is higher than the Midas of Ratzon. And this is that level of Kabbalah Satera from Anoichi Misha Anoichi, from the very essence, the Pnimis Akes. And therefore, it's only one day because the Ratzon Apashat is only for the very essence, for Echad. And that's why it's called uh, Midbar, which is the source and the root of the mitzvah of Talmud Torah, even now in, when it's spoken. Because we're saying what has been said, which is, like it says, I will place my words in your mouth. So when we simply repeat the words which Hashem uh, spoke, we express Bittal, and therefore we reach the Pnimis HaKeser. And this is what our sages say, that the whole world is only sustained because of the breath of small children who are simply repeating the words of Torah, even if they don't understand at all what they're saying, because their words, which they are speaking of the words of the Yisera Sadibrais, are in fact the words of Torah. This concludes the Maimon.